Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to uh, the Content Barn Live. We are live over LinkedIn. Uh, my name's Gary. I am the Creative Director here at uh, Capital Content, and I'm joined by the handsome, beautifully dressed Ben Hopkins. Ben, how are you? Very well, Gary. Nice to actually have a conversation with you. Yeah, I feel like we're telling everybody that the Easter Bunny doesn't exist along with Father Christmas and that we're yeah. not a before and after case study, right? Yeah, it's all a bit it's all been a bit mad, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, it's I think people think that it was set up in some way, but this is genuinely the first interaction other than obviously us talking about doing this. Um, yeah. after the photo kind of went and, and kind of took off. So it's all a bit all a bit bizarre but very cool at the same time. Yeah, that's right. So to the people that are listening to the podcast, obviously we're going live right now, but what you can't see is that basically we are like the Russian doll version of each other, right? We're, we're both uh, wearing black and red checkered shirts, both got beards, glasses, baseball caps. I mean, we could be brothers, right? Uh, but the reason that we're talking was that I was on LinkedIn probably a week or two ago now. And uh, what had I was sifting through my feed and I saw a picture of you with your baby boy. Yeah. Uh, and we just got a comment there from Spencer from uh, Cactus. You know, do you know Spencer? Spencer's a great guy. Agency Nomics, absolute Bible if you run an agency. But yeah, right. absolutely, we are brothers from another mother. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I saw a picture of you holding your baby boy. Uh, with a blue flannel shirt on, cap, glasses. And what I realised was that you looked very similar to me. I thought it was amazing. I can't believe this, this image just dropped up. Uh, but also, your boy had the same clothes on. You know, I owned that same shirt. And my boy also had the same top. And I had a relatively similar photo. So I was like, mate, I need to find this photo. And what, funny enough, what I did, what I did was I saved the link to your post. Right. I saved it into your base and emailed it to myself. So then I could go home, try and find this photo. And then I came back the next day to find the, to, to the link of your post uh, and then commented saying, hey, I need some video content done. I'm a little bit busy. Can you jump in as my stunt double? <laughs> <laughs> and, and here we are now. And those, the, that, those, we then, well, I then posted like a, a side by side of these two exacting images, which is amazing, and uh, they were super viral, right? Like for, for me, anyway, it was my most viral post of the year. Uh, I increased my profile views off the back of this image uh, by uh, twelve hundred, just over twelve hundred percent. Like it just went absolutely nuts. Like you know, every time I looked away from my LinkedIn, I had another ten notifications. Like was it the same for you? Yeah, it was. It was. It was mental. I mean, it was. I haven't looked at my my profile views, but I know that I think I got something like four four hundred likes and reactions and that kind of stuff, and then another hundred plus comments, and then I think there was about sixty to seventy thousand views just on that post alone. So oh, man, it's, it's, just, it's just it's just mental. I mean, I know we're going to talk a little bit content wise and and everything a little bit later, but the whole thing was just. It was just a bit ridiculous. All on a Friday as well, which typically I yeah. you, but I never, I never particularly have decent interaction on Friday because kind of everyone's just checked out. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. You, you alluded to it there. So really, today what we want to talk about is personal brand, right? Not necessarily aesthetics that we've obviously got nailed, 
what I mean is, yeah, uh, generally the personal brand that, you know, this phrase everyone's kind of banding around quite strongly at the moment uh, uh, and it, the importance of it, right? Yeah. So you yourself, Ben, who, who are you? What do you do? So I, I'm the, the talent acquisition manager for a, a company called MRL Consulting Group. So it's a um, traditionally European-focused niche tech uh, recruitment business, essentially. So I look after all the internal hiring um, for down in Brighton, which is where I'm based, um, and then across our southern and central European offices in Germany and France. Um, that's my That's my... I guess the strap line for my job. Um, however, I do dabble in words as well, um, so I get involved on the on the content side and uh, and try and push out not only the company but also my own uh, my own personal branding, as you mentioned there as well. So I think the big thing for me is trying to just get eyes on on myself and also the company. Um, yeah. And it's quite interesting. I was talking to somebody about this today that when you post something like we did on Friday last week, um, that's completely non-work related. People are quite happy to kind of like it and comment on it and stuff because they they see it as something that's you know non-threatening towards you know their current business. Whereas yeah. when you post a job ad, um, people are less likely to engage with it because they don't want to be seen by their employer yeah. liking another company's product. Yeah, um, so the, the least engaged type of post, right? One, yeah. a product-based, you know, or I'm trying to sell you this, quote-unquote, but also yeah. job posting because you definitely yeah. don't want to tell your employer that you, that you know, by but through association of liking that image that, yeah. you, that you're looking for a job, right? I mean, I, I've had a – I know for a fact that there are uh, – there is business owners out there that have actively told their staff to disconnect from me on LinkedIn because they've been had their hand slapped for liking my stuff, even though it's a kind of you know, potentially a rival business, which is, you know, read into that what you will, I guess. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting to me that the, 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 job, the job ads that I tend to write tend to be you will never see a, a we are hiring or I am looking for yeah. um, at the start of any of my posts. It's always what I had for dinner last night or what I watched on TV, what I did at the weekend, and it kind of, tries to hook people in so you get that first sort of three or four lines before you hit see more and that's what obviously gives you the view yeah. so i try and get people hooked in with that initial that initial sentence or two or three sentences um and then kind of take them on a little bit of a sounds cliche take them on a little bit of a journey and then eventually you know uh stuff a bit of recruitment in the bottom somewhere that, that's right because like i think people overlook the fact that linkedin is still a social network yeah right? And I think, you know, they, they overlook the fact of that social word. It, you know, it is a two-way thing. We've all got to have conversations. We can't just keep posting. Uh, but you need to uh, kind of split the content or the posts that you push out over uh, LinkedIn specifically uh, to adding value, uh, adding personality, and, yeah. and adding sales, right? I think there's those three pillars. And that adding sales bit has got to be like 5% of what you do. But really, it's, you know, and this is, again, a cliche that everyone talks about. People buy from people, right? Yeah. If I went to go work for, uh, you know, the red team, uh, people, clients would follow me to that other agency yeah. right? because they, yeah. they bought from me specifically. Uh, so 
the, the yeah, I think personal brand or, or, or the, the the content that you post out over LinkedIn, nine times out of ten isn't selling a product. It's showing that you know your industry outside of your product, right? Yeah. Now, for example, I I say when you know we got a couple of um, estate agent clients, and I get them to like facilitate a conversation like a discussion so you bring in a mortgage advisor and you talk about interest rates you're not yeah. selling houses you're not saying hey listen your house with me what you're doing is you're showing your demographic your interested public that you know what you're going on about outside of your own product and yeah. however it's, it's still a thinly veiled sales pitch because when you go to sell your house you're like hey i remember talking to joe blogs estate or i remember watching a, a video on Joe Blogs Estate Agents, when they were talking about interest rates, I'll speak to them first, you know, because I've seen that piece of content. They don't seem to be pushy, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, but, I agree. And, and from a recruitment perspective, you've got, well, obviously you are internal recruitment, but your recruiters, the people that you recruit in, they've got two different types of clients, right? They've got candidates and clients. Yeah. So it's really, you know, not only do you have to acquire B to B, you've also got to acquire B to C. You know, look at looking at it from a business perspective, yeah. and that's tougher. It's like you you need to add value to your candidates around being the best candidate they can be, but you've also then got to highlight the fact that you know your industry, uh, and you've got two completely separate audiences. You've got to know your industry in front of your, your clients, which your candidates don't care about. So it's trying to get that that mix of content right. You know. Yeah, I think the interesting thing as well. I had a conversation with the guys. Um, the sales guys this morning about hashtags on LinkedIn. It's obviously become more and more prominent recently about how you know a great way to start conversations with people, no matter what industry you're in, is so for us our, our main um, our main market is semiconductors, so microchips essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so I got one of the guys just to put hashtag semiconductors into a search in LinkedIn, and straight away there's things popping up that are relevant. And I said a great way of you know, using those hashtags is to then get involved in the conversations that are happening about them. Um, yeah. Because that way you're, you know, if you're then connecting with people, it's a lot easier to send a connection request by saying, hi, I saw your article, um, really valued your opinion on X, Y, Z. They're more likely to accept it rather than just going, bang, here's a, here's a connection request. Yeah. Um, why am I going to necessarily um, connect with a recruiter just because he's in my space? Yeah. In fact, you know, you don't connect with the recruiter unless you're looking for a job, right? It's, it's not it's not really something that you would go ahead, go ahead and do. And you're right. It, you know, LinkedIn is effectively a digital version of a networking group. Yeah. Uh, and I think I oh, we've just had another comment from uh, Albert, which I totally agree with. Thanks, Albert. <laughs> It's just not true. I mean, I don't know how much you're paying these people, but it's a bit, <laughs> no, right. it's a bit embarrassing, to be fair. <laughs> um, so uh, I've totally lost my, my train of thought. Uh, I forget what I was saying. So what I, uh, yeah, I think the the issue that I see with personal brand, or at least kind of like this post-COVID or during COVID era, is that uh, people that are sadly made redundant or lose their job, they uh, need to find another job, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and most of the time they'll post out, hey, I'm open for work, here's my CV, I'm in sales, H help me out. And nine times out of 10, that is the first time they've posted on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I think 
there's two things wrong with that. One, I would assume a recruiter is going to Google someone's name and check their LinkedIn profile and see what kind of person they are, as well as their Facebook profile, right? And I think the other issue is that they're they're not painting themselves as the right as be, as in the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, if I didn't own the business, I think I have painted myself a good picture because I I, I go on about how. Uh, much I know the industry, the, the personality that I have, how well dressed I am, groomed, uh, and if I was to go and well connected, I'm active, I'm speaking to lots of different people, and if I was to post out, shit, I've lost my job, can you can people help me? I think I would get lots of engagement, lots of support yeah. because I feel a network, a tribe, for one of an awful phrase. Uh, I think you'd get a lot more engagement, and I worry about you know, or in, in fact, not worry. What I would recommend is to carry on posting content even if it started weekly right even if you just did a little weekly roundup on what you did that week at work if you if you're lucky enough to have a job right now and just start that it doesn't need to be a video you know people are not scared about making videos but like you said you, like the content that you post out nine times out of ten is a, is a personal story right it's you and your boy yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and it paints your personality because that's that's half of it and i think one thing is knowledge and skills, and the other thing is actually, will this person fit in our office culture? You know, will do we want to recruit him first? Uh, so I think personal brand is such an overlooked uh, aspect of content because everyone's kind of safe in their role. But imagine losing your job through the pandemic. Imagine losing your job tomorrow, and all of a sudden you post out of LinkedIn, no one cares. Mate, you're, you're stuffed, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's a difficult answer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because when I – so I – was on I was furloughed from pretty much day one um, in my last company and uh, kind of became clear probably about a month before I left that, that probably things were not going to go the way we wanted to so I started having conversations with people and I actually got in touch with my my chief exec here um, directly because I've had conversations with him before and just said look you know we've we've kind of talked a little bit over LinkedIn before know i appreciate you might not have anything for me because realistically people aren't going to look for internal recruiters right now but let's see what we can do um and that's kind of how the conversation started it was only because we'd already had like a a relationship where i posted um so we do a four-day week here um and i got in touch with david about 18 months or so ago to ask him questions about it because i was was writing a writing an article about uh, flexible working um so he kind of remembered me from from that initial conversation but going back to the actual posting side of things i um the thing that frustrates me is linkedin although yes it's a it's a social media uh, platform it's becoming more and more of a job board and the issue that i have personally and also for for the, for the business is that as a business we target the passive market because the passive market tend to be the people that are you know probably a bit more secure in their jobs um you know not necessarily looking to leave but with the right tap on the shoulder at the right time might be interested in having a conversation if i'm posting a job ad a traditional we are i'm looking for we are hiring if i'm passive i'm just scrolling straight past that so for me you're better off writing something that is a bit more personable and a bit more of a story so Uh, people are sort of seeing you as somebody that isn't just you know trying to get you know people in So is that something, you know, I've not really thought about that. So from a recruitment perspective, are you either a recruiter that looks after, that's looking for passive versus reactive? It depends on your market, I think. Right. 
I think if you're looking at, um, you know, if you're you're in the contract market, for example, there's there's people that are obviously on contracts, and you're going to be, you know, hopefully finding them at the time when they're coming towards the end of that contract. You know, you could be doing real high volume, you could be doing things like supply teachers, construction workers, that kind of stuff. But the people, the people that we're looking at are kind of that mid to senior level niche right. technologies, working on tech that hasn't even been released into you know released into the real world yet you know talking about things that are going to get released in five ten plus years time yeah um, so these people aren't easy to come by you're not going to find necessarily somebody that's like got the, the green ring around there around the yeah. thing advertising that they're looking for a job there's a hell of a lot more that goes into it than yeah that. but from my perspective if you can write a really good piece that's you know, and you get one candidate out of it. That's worthwhile, and it takes. Yeah, take and that's all it takes, right? I, I did this post a little while back where I said, uh, "How many views does it take for a video to be successful?" And everyone was like, "Oh, a thousand, five thousand. I was like, "One, one view. You just need that one view from the right person yeah. to bring you up and go. I want to make content with you." Right. Yeah. And that's right. If you can just get one, if you just get in front of somebody, and even, they don't even need to come in now. Right. You, you raise that brand awareness now. And in six months time, they've gone, oh, I remember Ben. He posted that image about him and his son kind of thing. I'll go back to him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so with like, I use it as a sales tactic from a podcast perspective. Right. If you were to ring up somebody right now or if I was to ring up, uh, uh, you know, a professional services firm to try and acquire them as a client. And mm -hmm. I said, hey, professional services firm, do you want to make content with us? It will cost you X amount. They're going to go, no, go away. Why would I bother? Uh, if I rang them up and said, hey, do you want to be in my podcast? They will bite my arm off. Yeah. And at that point, I then have a half hour discussion around, uh, you know, professional services, content generation, marketing, a really good conversation with someone senior in the business for, for a solid half an hour, mm -hmm. bang, then that's it. Maybe a couple yeah. of minutes later, I might see how he's doing, find another article to share, he, he or she, whatever. But you're having such a stronger conversation to be able to convert that lead. Yeah. And, and it's all about content and, you know, and that, that two-way conversation that people need to be having on LinkedIn, I reckon. I think people are also scared about, um, you know, having, you know, you know, very, very straightforward conversations. Con yeah. Like content... You know, as there's, there's so many different ways of writing. I, I write in all uh, when I was at my last business, Hunted, we were all encouraged to write in our own way. You know, big shout out to Tom Wish and Tom Philby, who were the two content guys at Hunted, who basically, you know, gave us the tools and said, Look, this is what you need to do. Write the way you speak is the biggest bit of advice that I took. So, what so that when you then have a conversation with people that you're post that when you're writing posts, they don't go. You don't sound anything like that. Why? Where? Are all, why are you using all these big words in your posts when actually you, you know, you, you would never use that in a in a face to face environment? So I always say, you know, write the way you write the way you speak. Um, the other bit of advice I got was don't plan when to do content because mm -hmm. your brain isn't wired just to be able to go right. I'm going to be creative now. It's very much like all the stuff I write. I go right. Something's just come into my head. I need to write it down because otherwise yeah. it's going to be wrong. Um, so yes and no on that for me. Yes, in the sense that if you have an epiphany and yeah. you, you're creative and you need to write something down, bang, write it in your notes app. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's up, Tom? Yes, there he is, my boy. Yeah, there he is. Another, uh, man, another man with a beard, fine beard. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's got the same hair as me as well. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, there's yes and no. If you creative, have an epiphany, you should definitely write it down, but chuck it in your notes app. But from a, a strategy or a tactics perspective, consistency is super key. And what I've found is that there are different types of different people when posting content out over LinkedIn. For me, what works really well is uh, 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. and Sunday 4 p.m. They're like my three key times to post out content. Um, so try not, or in my opinion, try not to be ad hoc when posting. Actually pick, pick specific times. And even go yeah. five, if you're five or ten minutes out, don't post because you, you, you'll lose all that engagement. Um, yeah. But you're right, I sometimes at 9 p.m., I will go, oh, that's a great idea. Bang, chuck it in my notes app. Now I can copy and paste it straight into my LinkedIn and just, yeah. and just kind of bulk or, you know, batch create that content as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I completely, completely agree. Um, the the yeah. last uh, couple of minutes, we don't want to bang on too much. We know we don't want to embarrass people with too much good looks and, and fashion sense. So... Uh, if you've got any, can can we reel off between us a few tips for CVs, profile, LinkedIn profiles? Like for me, I, I, there's well, a little while ago there was a bit of a craze around trying to do a different CV. You know, there was like printing it on a baked bean can or whatever, uh, or, or making an infographic. You know, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on on CVs? Because you've probably seen a thousand of late. Right? It's slightly slightly different for me, so because my my stakeholders are all internal, yeah. essentially, like the guys I'm recruiting for are the, the managers here and the, the senior guys here. I'm not I'm not a ma I'm not a massive lover of CVs. I have to be honest. Yeah. I, for me, my world is LinkedIn, so I can get the same information out of LinkedIn as I can off a CV. And quite often, a CV is full of words that people just use because they think that's what you're meant to write. I'm punctual. I can work independently as well as I can. It seems like it's rubbish. Yeah. Everyone, everyone says it. Everyone I'm a team. I, I'm a team builder. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I can just, use Microsoft Word. Yeah. It's nonsense. I mean, I would much rather see someone that's got a LinkedIn profile that's really clear and concise. Um, you know, talking about what they do. It depends how much. Um, that's very cool. But, yeah, well, exactly. but there. Um, yeah, I, 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 I much prefer seeing a clear, concise LinkedIn profile. Um, and you know a little bit of a write-up of what they do um just really like so you can click on the profile and go right i know that that person's right for this role yeah you know, rather than just like loads of fluff and loads of rubbish and it's just like i'd rather you just be like straight to the point and i appreciate that's kind of ironic because mine isn't completely clear because i'm a cheap storyteller of, of yeah. well, that's what, thing, right? oh, what does that mean click on the profile bang there's the engagement right yeah um, for from a, a content agency uh, like us Obviously, I'm biased, but video content is a big thing for us. And yeah. during lockdown or lockdown one, we donated a lot of our time and created video CVs for, for people who got made uh, redundant or became unemployed. Yeah. And, and the video CV, we did one for a girl, and she got kind of like, you know, a 1,000 views in the first day, you know, a couple of phone calls off the back of it. Uh, I think a video CV could really, or at least, you know, a link to a video of you talking yeah. about because it shows the personality, it shows the person, right? Yeah, now, of course. Your thoughts on adding, a, it, not just a headshot, uh, having a headshot grosses me out on, on a CV, uh, a but it, well. a one-minute spiel on you 
uh, included in the CV. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not received any for like from a recruiting perspective, but for example, internally, we use Odro. Um, right. You know, used Hinterview in the past to other businesses yeah. as well. So I think it's only going to go that way, especially with the fact that more and more businesses are going to look to go remote. You know, there's not going to be so much, you know, again, in, sort of in the world of sort of semiconductors and stuff, the companies that were looking to initially relocate people, you know, from Germany to to the US or China to France or whatever, they don't need to do that now because they're all set up to work remotely. So you still need to have some kind of personality coming across. And as much as, you know, I'd love to like hire someone just purely based on a, a you know, a phone call, realistically, you want to see the, the whites of their eyes and you want, because there's only so much you can gain from, uh, from just speaking to someone on the phone or, or whatever. You want to see them face to face and even, even video, I still want to see someone in the flesh if I could, but yeah. that's the ideal world for me hiring locally. You know, I can do that when we're allowed to, I'll go out and meet people for coffees and stuff before I bring them into the office. But um, yeah, certainly. I mean, video it's only going to go one way, isn't it? Video has become more and more prominent. I've not done any videos on LinkedIn, but I've said to myself this year, it's going to be, I'm going to make sure I, I get myself out there a bit more. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that. We've actually, on the 11th, which is next Thursday, we launch Content 101, which is a seven-part training course on how to create your own video content strategy, best production techniques for your phones, content creation, all of that kind of stuff. So it's all totally free. When I say free, it will cost you your email address. Uh, but capitalcontent.co forward slash content 101. Uh, but if people want to find out about MRL and Ben Hopkins, uh, how can they find out about you? Um, just get in touch directly through through LinkedIn. I mean, obviously, we've got this, the, the careers page, as you'd expect on, on any website. But, you know, I'll, I'll speak to anyone, in all honesty. You know, anyone that gets in touch that's interested in, in finding out more about our, our kind of plans for the future. We're, we're having a massive push towards the US markets um, where there's a lot of a lot of money to be made on that side. The fees are you know, up to two times the amount. Um, so we're doing a lot more of a push there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always open to a conversation. And even if I don't feel like I can have anything for that person, I have spoken to people in the past where I've just tried to give them a bit of guidance yeah. which way to go. Um, because having you know, been made redundant in a in a pandemic, I know how tough it is to find a job. So I'm always happy to help people with any advice. Um, even if they're not right for MRL, I'm always happy to point them in the right direction. Mate, love it. Uh, what If anybody's watching this right now, whether it's live or on demand, chuck in the comments. And, you know, my question is, should we do this once a month? Should we have beards, baseball caps and blue flannel shirts once a month as a roundup on content in the recruitment industry? Let us know in the comments. Uh, ben, you've been amazing. Thanks very much for being a guest. Obviously, you know, it's like looking into a beautiful mirror. Uh, <laughs> so uh, thank you for being a guest on the Content Barn. Uh, I definitely think we should do this again. Yeah, uh, I'll be keen. Yeah, I think, and I, I, I don't know where whereabouts you guys are. You said you're in Brighton, right? Yeah, down in, down in well, Hove, technically, but Brighton. Oh, yeah, we're not too far. So we're in Surrey, Weybridge in Surrey. Nice. Um, so when we're allowed to do non-essential travel, then we will be there. Oh, we'll, just, do live, we'll do live and we'll be in the room together. That would yeah, really... Yeah, like, live in real life. Yeah. Hey, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly, thanks for tuning in. Kelly's, Kelly's my ops manager. Cool. Well, that's one viewer. Brilliant. There we go. <laughs> cool. hey, look, Ben, thanks very much for your time, mate. Have a Cheers, great week. Take and care, man. Thanks for joining in. We'll catch you very soon.